listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Fabian Garcia from TMZ. My name is Andy. I work broadcast here. And by the way, thank you for filling in. Of course, uh, Paige yeah. is out. Liam is still out. So I, Andy, filled in. We appreciate you coming on last minute here. A um, lot of movie news this week. I mean, a lot. Lot, there's, we, we, we missed last week, so we're back from a little bit of a hiatus. There's been tons of movie news this, these past two weeks. Can is finally over. Those movies are being rolled out. Um, but the big news of this week is Top Gun. We're going to start with the big motion picture, which is Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick, the sequel, came out this past weekend over Memorial Day weekend. And it was, uh, by all by all accounts, a smash hit. Huge. Huge hit. Like, yep. b- box office, I, I think it, it did a record of $156 million uh, domestically over the course of those four days, which actually set a new record. Because, funny enough, before that, it was uh, the third Pirates movie that had actually held the record for the highest Memorial Day grossing weekend or whatever. Wow. Yeah, so then Top Gun topped that. This is also um, Tom Cruise's first $100 million opening in his entire career, which is crazy to think about because he's been in movies for so long and been so many. he's been in so many blockbusters. You would think that he would already have a $100 million opening. You'd think so by now. Right, under yeah. his belt, but he didn't. So that that checked that box there. And also, it's just getting um, rave reviews by both critics and fans. We've both seen it. I, I loved it, dude. I, I don't know about you, but like I, I, I'm not trying to— I, I was I was got a little emotional in some parts. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like some parts were emotional because, you know, as you know, they they brought up the goose storyline again. His son is Miles Teller, and and there's a, a redemption story there with them and the two of them. And um, give me your thoughts because I'm a little scatterbrained right now. But give me your thoughts on on Top Gun in general, what you thought. So, I will I will say this: I enjoyed the movie. Okay, it's not Uh-oh, my kind you're of movie. Me here, no, I'm kidding. It, no, no, <laughs> I'm I mean, kidding, I don't want to scare. I'm pretty open <laughs> with movies, but I'll say this: it's not my kind of movie. Okay. Um, but that said, it's still a damn good movie. Right. There's still a lot of emotional weight to it. Whether or not you have that nostalgic attachment to it, right. it's still a good movie. Sure. There's still some weight behind it, and it's still strong and captivating in its own ways. It doesn't right. have to be purely because of nostalgia. The action's amazing. It is. The way it's shot is kind of beautiful. The entire time I'm thinking, like, those are some pretty strong camera mounts on those on those planes. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it was mostly practical effects. Yeah. It was very little special effects. I think there's like maybe a few instances of special effects, but it was mostly practical effects. Like you're saying, camera mounts on the mm-hmm. jets themselves. A lot of those shots you're seeing where they're flying through the mountains or whatever, those are real. Yeah. And they, it's very impressive. Yeah. And Tom Cruise, from what I read, he, he insisted on that. That's what he wanted. And people see Tom Cruise as um, this savior of cinema right now, especially mm-hmm. for when it comes to movie theaters, because he, he's been insisting people go see this on the biggest screen possible, people are saying, you know, if you check it out in IMAX, you'll, that'll give you your most, that'll give you most bang for your buck, essentially. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I really applaud Tom Cruise because, like you said, great action. It was a great story. There's, there's emotion there. It, it seemed to kind of check all the boxes as far as like what you want in like a summer blockbuster. But Tom Cruise really seems to be on this crusade of like trying to kind of save movie theaters and yeah. people. And the fact that the movie did so well numbers wise, I would argue that he kind of succeeded a little bit. Yeah, I think that there's there's an aspect to it that really is, like I said, captivating to be back at the big screen and see something this big. Right. And I think Tom Cruise, I don't know about your screening, in the beginning they had a, uh, a little message from him saying, yes, you know, they, they this, did. there's a lot of work behind this, a lot of crew right. in. Thank you everybody for coming out. And yeah, 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 yeah. And at first I was like, I've never seen this before in a movie. He's done bigger, crazier action stuff. Right. What's the point of this? By the time it was done, I see why he did that. COVID, this movie COVID, was is, COVID yeah. yeah, people are so reluctant to go to theaters. So mm-hmm. I, when a, a Quiet Place 2 came out, I think about a year ago or so, 
uh, John Krasinski had a, a similar message at the beginning of the movie, basically thanking the audience for coming out because they know people just are not going out to movies as much as they used to, right. um, kind of post-COVID. Um, so look, if anybody can get asses in the seats, it's it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the, 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 just getting back to the movie real quick, like it was, I don't know, have you seen the first one, by the way? I have seen the first one. Okay. But even then, there wasn't like that nostalgic attachment to it. It okay. just is like another movie to me that I've seen. And I don't think it's the best movie in the world. No, no, it's no, a not by any means. It's a good sequel. It's it such was. a good sequel. If you're a fan of Top Gun, Top Gun 2 is what you wanted all this and time. And more, perhaps. And more, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's just incredible. One other little funny note about Top Gun. So this has to do with Miles Teller. So I don't know what you think about Miles Teller. I have kind of mixed mixed feelings about him. I think he's he's a good actor. I'll, I'll just say that. he's a good actor and he's been in some great films. Whiplash comes to mind, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. He's also, he's been in some misses a little bit, I feel like. And it, more importantly, I feel like his um, the public perception of Miles Teller has been sort of spotty the past year and a half. I don't know if you remember, but like maybe six, seven months ago, he was hanging out with Aaron Rodgers a lot. Yep. And they were like vacationing with like their, their respective girlfriends slash wives in Hawaii. And then there was all this COVID controversy. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about that? Because oh, yeah. Miles Teller was, uh, he was recently working on this new Godfather show that they're doing, right? Essentially, it's, it's, been, it's a show about the making of the Godfather. Mm -hmm. I think it's called The Offer. He's like, like the lead starring role in it. And the rumor was like, this is like a full year ago at this point, that production had gotten like shut down for that really yeah you didn't, yeah so like production had gotten shut down and the rumor it's unsubstantiated but the rumor was that miles teller was the one who had gotten it shut down and that he was there was like some vaccine issues and wow. questions so that's what i'm saying like a year and then when that came out people were like oh my god miles teller the anti-vaxxer plus he's a douchebag plus he's friends with aaron Rodgers. there was all this stuff yeah. it was piling on and miles teller's like image i would argue was a little bit tainted at the time but I, what I would further argue is that this movie, I mean, it, he was fantastic in mm -hmm. it. And like, everybody's like thirst trapping over him and all this, all the, the, the beach dance and everything they're doing out there. Like, so, I, and plus he just did a great job just acting wise in the movie was fantastic. So I think this is a little bit of a redemption arc for Miles Teller that he's in his, he has Tom Cruise to thank for that a little bit, you know? Yeah, I feel like it was the, uh, that Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie, I think he mm. did, that was his first actual flop, I believe. Because right. after Whiplash, he was huge. He was, he was. everywhere. And uh, I feel like that movie kind of just put him in this weird realm of like, is he a safe bet every time? Right. Followed by the COVID stuff that you just mentioned. But I don't know. I don't let that really affect my perception of somebody's acting ability. Sure. He's you always can been a good actor. separate them a little bit. Yeah. He's right. always been pretty good to me. And I'll be honest, I think this is the kind of role he excels in, kind of in the backseat, but still kind of taking the limelight every time he's on screen. Sure. Yeah, yeah I think he, he did. He's been a lead man, obviously, in, in a lot of movies, but I agree. Like in this one, him being the supporting role was, it worked out perfectly. Yeah, and I think what they did with his character was was really good. It wasn't too on the nose. It wasn't right. too hard hitting, but it was just somewhat realistic. I like what they did with Tom Cruise kind of pulling him out of uh, the Academy and yeah. then go back another four years. That's and right. The whole arc they did with their relationship, I thought was really, really good. And sure. Handled pretty well, considering it's been 30 plus years yes. or however long it's been. So it was, it was handled well and tasteful, which it's always a plus for me. Right. And I, you know, uh, a week or two ago, we were, I was going on this rant about like sequels. And if you wait too long, it's too late either way. I take that back for Top Gun. This, this yeah. one paid off. It was worth it. Um, and by the way, we have a quick little soundbite of Tom actually reflecting on why he ended up, he decided to do Top Gun now after all this time. Let's actually listen to Tom. He was talking to BBC One, I believe. Years I would think, how do I do this? What is it? How can I? What unlocks it? talking about story and structure for years on, eh, it's like people who come with ideas are terrible. Just didn't work at all. 
in any way, shape, or form. You read my blog. And, and I was just <laughs> and I was like, this is never not going to work. I'm not interested. Yeah, so essentially, if you listen to that full interview, he goes on to say that the story was there, enough time had passed. And he also talked about the, the fan base for Top Gun. It's worldwide, it's generational, mm-hmm. and he always thought it would kind of fade a little bit because the studio wanted to do a Top Gun sequel right away after 1986. Oh, how could you not? Exactly. Yeah. But he told him at the time, like, no, I don't want to do a Top Gun sequel. It doesn't really make sense. But as time went on, again, he, he thought the the fandom of it would kind of dissipate or, or fade out and never did. People stuck around, mm-hmm. the kids started watching it. So as time went on and, and it kept growing and growing, he he essentially said, okay, let's do it, but let's do it with the right story, the right the right arc for everything. And I think obviously with, with the technology we have now too, with like camera mounts, like you can, filming Top Gun in 2022 or whenever they did film it, I guess, it's, it's just so much, it looks so much better than it did in the 80s. Yeah, and it makes more sense too. Totally. The, the angles you can get are more aerial. You get more more fun out of the, the acrobatics going off in the sky. It's, right. It's really, really captivating what they're actually able to pull off. And totally. I really, really enjoyed it. I think, honestly, the only downside to it, in uh-huh. my opinion, was like, anytime the plot was happening, I was not feeling it. Really? Anytime there was like... A little drama or something. Drama or, or like things going on that just held it back from just being the fun military camaraderie that I kind of wanted. When they're I all see. hanging out and doing their thing, I loved it. When they're all bonding, I was really having a So great are you time. saying that the the, the romantic storyline is kind of like, because there's a lot of romantic storyline yeah, stuff I going on with Jennifer Connelly and everything. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I liked it. It made, it made for yeah. some good laughs. Um, by the way, Val Kilmer, I'm not trying, spoiler alert, go see it, whatever, but spoiler alert, Val Kilmer is in it, which was crazy because Val Kilmer in real life has throat cancer. He can't really talk anymore. And yet he still appeared in the movie and they they played on that. They basically, Iceman in the movie has throat cancer just like the real life Val Kilmer does. But they made his voice, you see that, his voice? Yeah. That wasn't his real voice. That was AI technology apparently. I was reading an article where they basically said we, we did it where we got like old audio of Val Kilmer talking and kind of like tweaked it for new lines. Like, I had no idea. And that's what I'm saying. Like the technology is so much more advanced nowadays. And it, that's fantastic because- you know, Val Kilmer in real life is dealing with real stuff yeah. that pr- that precludes him from acting now, and yet here he is, make, you know, reprising this role again. And it made it was emotional. It was really good. I'm, I'm glad he got, they brought him back. Yeah, something about uh, seeing his scenes had the most weight to me. I agree because he's one of my favorite actors. Top Secret is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, and I don't know seeing him like this and knowing like it's not fictional. This is what he's going through. It right. really hits hard for a lot of people. It did. I was one of those people. Yeah, because you know, not not to go too much on the tangent of, of Val Kilmer, but um, you're right. He he's he's such a standout actor. Tombstone, Doc, you know what I mean? I love it. Doc Holliday and everything. Um, so you're right. It, it definitely hit home. The last thing I'll, I'll say, or I'll, I'll pose the question to you before we move on, is Tom Cruise the last? sort of living and active movie star in this day and age? Because that's, that's been a big question that's been posed mm-hmm. on, in the wake of all the Top Gun success, that Tom Cruise really is the last living, breathing, not not literally, but as far as who's active and still churning out big blockbuster movies, people say Tom Cruise is like the last uh, vanguard, if you will, of like of a, of a movie star, like a traditional movie star from the 20th century or whatever, you know? Yeah. Is that, is that true, you think? I, I'd say so. I think there's this whole new wave or maybe even like a generation of Hollywood stardom that's dying or maybe just changing. It is changing. Just in the last 20 or so years, that right. our, our view of Hollywood and like Academy And like Awards leading men and stuff and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not the same definition anymore. Like guys like Brad Pitt are not really acting that much anymore. Leo's still here and there too. And I would argue that you know, even Tom Cruise isn't really acting in a ton of stuff these days. Right, yeah. It's very select like movies. 
But he's whenever he does come on the big screen lately, it's mostly for big blockbusters. I think he's got another Mission Impossible coming too. Um, but I would I I agree that he is kind of one of the last living yeah. movie stars, which I'm it's it's just great to see him still doing his thing. So anyway, with that, we'll go ahead and move on uh to our next topic, which is casting a light. This is where we talk about casting news. And even though this casting news had already been announced and we'd already kind of gotten some first still image looks, now the the full trailer for the live action Pinocchio is out, released by Disney. Uh, and we got Tom Hanks you know, in action as Geppetto because he's playing Geppetto. Uh, The trailer came out. Uh, Before we dive in, let's actually just play a little bit of the the trailer ourselves here. Starlight, star bright. First star I see tonight. I wish I may. I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. So there it is. There's Tom Tom Hanks um, as Geppetto doing the very famous, you know, like praying to the star and everything. And then the fairy godmother finally comes down and makes Pinocchio alive. Um, look, it, it, it's Tom Hanks looks good in the role. I'll say that he looks he looks like he fits the part. I suppose to be honest with you, to, Geppetto, in my opinion. I don't really put like a famous actor's face on Geppetto when I think about the cartoon. I'm like, right. any old man, any old white man really could play Geppetto. I don't know. Does Tom Hanks feel like a fit for you on this one? Or I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I yeah. feel like Tom Hanks is now the go-to for old white guy. He is. With a, with he a is. nice, safe kind of like smile. But I feel like Geppetto does have that character to him, but it's not Tom Hanks. It's, it's, it's almost not. distracting seeing Tom Hanks with I his agree. cartoonishly perfect hair and right. mustache. And, and Tom Hanks is very like specific kind of eyes too yeah. that, that also kind of distract me because when I see Tom Hanks in a role, unless he like truly disappears like he did for Mr. Rogers a little bit, um, I can always, I always get distracted. I'm like, oh, there's Tom Hanks playing whatever. There's Tom Hanks playing whatever. So um, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not like terribly mad at it and it's fine, but I feel like it's he's almost too big of a star. He overshadows the the role a little bit he overshadows the movie a little it is a little distracting like i don't i barely even saw pinocchio in that i mean he's he's not he's not really you don't see him moving around in the trailer but yeah if, if tom hanks is going to overshadow pinocchio himself that's a problem you know yeah. and can we talk about how pinocchio is in the thumbnail but not in the actual trailer at all yes it's a total it's a total clickbait tease yeah that's not fair no i want to see not. pinocchio in action i want to see him come to life i don't want to wait till i see it on the big screen right one thing, uh, one thing I want to ask before we move on from this: Do you think because they're doing look, they're they're churning out all these live action, you know, reboots or remakes of their of their classic movies or whatever, which is fine. They have the IP there; it's it's sitting there for exactly that purpose. But do you think some movies, some of their classic animated films, should just be left as classic animated films? Like if they if they reboot Bambi and make a live action Bambi, is that is that too much? Is this, is, is yeah. Pinocchio too much? Is that, is that, I, have they gone too far? There needs to be a line drawn somewhere. Right. This mix of live action where you have like and, Lion King with purely animated. And also CGI animated. too. Yeah. Right. It doesn't work for me. I think right. these classics stand on their own. I think it's also a cop out for Disney to be like, hey, it's safe. It's guaranteed money. Yeah. We know it's the formula works. Let's give it a shot. I right, feel like as opposed to getting new material or yeah. new characters. You're yeah. right, right. They just I'd rather keep just, di- going to the well again, digging out the well, digging out Snow yeah. White, digging out whatever. It's like- I feel like they're giving another generation the exact same childhood. Yeah, they and, it, and it's just kind of exhausting <laughs> to deal with, you know? It's true. It's a whole other way. Even though it was more, my childhood. Yeah. It's mine. Now get your own childhood. Yeah, like yeah. you had your older Disney films. Right. We had mine. 
you get yours. You Nothing should get wrong yours. with that. Right. But I would rather just younger kids are getting original material. I just want original content being made rather right. than Disney taking these really safe, you know, routes of just buying good IPs and milking them dry. It gets kind of exhausting to be a fan of some of these things. I, that's such a good point. Uh, but, you know, like everyone deserves their own childhood. I would agree that like in the past, I'd say like 10 to 15, maybe 20 years or so, that Disney has not really done a great job. Well, on Pixar, they've done they've done a good job on that front. That's separate, I suppose. But on the on the classic, just animated Disney mm -hmm. stuff, they really have not done that great of a job of just turning out new characters, new yeah. material. I, I've been I've heard recently that Disney's kind of getting back to the two D animation. I hope so. that made them famous. I, I read an article about that. They they have a whole new like apprenticeship kind of thing that's going on at, at Disney Studios. And I hope that materializes into exactly what we're talking about, something new, something fresh, because I agree, like, it is a little exhausting. And plus, you always have to talk about, like, oh, the casting decisions and, like, Snow White. That's a whole other can of worms I don't want to open. But, yeah, I mean, Pinocchio looks okay. Jiminy Cricket looks a little weird. He, he looks like a yeah. complete computer-animated little thing. It's I mean, that it's just, weird thing. Robert Zemeckis, for some reason, like, Polar Express, same thing. Right. His, his CGI doesn't look very good. I even agree. though Polar Express was, you know, 15, 18 years ago, however long it was, right. now you catch up and there's still that uncanny feeling that you could be more realistic, photorealistic. Sure. He kind of chooses not to and it gets really weirdly stylized right. and doesn't age very well in my opinion. I agree. And it seems to kind of be manifesting with the Jiminy, all the animation here. Yeah. Although I will say Zemeckis, great director, love him. I love him. So I, I trust him. I think he'll, I'll think he'll do the movie some justice, but we'll see. Anyway, Tom Hanks is Geppetto. Yep. We'll leave that on the shelf for that. And we'll move on to our next uh, segment here, which is the Hollywood hoedown. Yep, we'll do that too in honor of Paige. Um, Missy Paige. There we go. Yep. And this one is uh, this one's all about Ray Liotta. We got to talk about Ray. He passed away super suddenly last week, um, and it was it was shocking. Honestly, I was I was shocked and stunned. Uh, he was filming a movie down in Puerto Rico, I believe, when the news just broke suddenly. He he apparently had passed away over overnight in his sleep. So far, there's no indication on what the cause of death might be. I was reading some reports, speculation that it might have been heart attack related. I honestly don't know, but um, it, it was sad. And again, stunning because Ray Liotta, I believe, was like, what, 61 maybe? Something pretty young. He was in his lower 60s, I think. And he's gone just like that. He's gone. And um, we actually, uh, we have a, we did, we published a story on TMZ.com, this photo that he took with a fan just a few days before he passed, uh, he was out and about in Puerto Rico. Apparently, somebody spotted him at a mall, and they they posed with, for this photo uh, with Ray. And look, we ran the headline on TMZ saying, look, he looks smiling. He's vibrant. He certainly is smiling, and he's certainly in good spirits. I don't know about vibrant per se. He, I don't know if he looks incredibly healthy here. It, it, maybe you could argue he looks the opposite of healthy. He looks a little... It looks a little pale. It looks a little, a little sickly, I suppose. Um, apparently, he was actually leaving a pharmacy. That's that's actually from our, our story. He was leaving a pharmacy in this mall in Puerto Rico when this fan spotted him. And he was very gracious, obviously stopped and chatted with the fan. He's still a super nice guy, obviously. Uh, but he doesn't look he doesn't look in that great a shape here. I don't here. think so. Um, if anything, I want to I want to change the topic to the fan. Okay. How could she recognize him? Really? I would not be able to recognize him if someone I, I, I know Ray Liotta when I see him. Dude. I mean, that me face, too, but... Even, even uh, under all the, the paleness or whatever, I could still see Ray Liotta. His I, face I, is un, undeniable. Unre you, you can't miss it. Yeah. I just, I could not recognize him. Although he's got the hat picture. on, so it's like... He's kinda... got the hat, but also he just looks unwell. He looks he does. not 100%. And I feel like there's this presence on screen that he normally has that 
it's lacking here. The life it of it is. is gone here. And it's really upsetting to actually look at and and realize the, uh, I guess the morbid, it's more the, the morbid reality right. behind all of this. Right, 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 right. It's, right, it's right. just, it's that sad, some, like it, it seems that something might've been going on with his health yeah. right before his death. We can see it clearly here. It's also interesting that this movie, it's it's his last role. I, I, mm -hmm. I, you know, they were in, I think they were in the middle of shooting it. Yeah. So he's going to be in that movie. I think they're, they're going to have to rework it. Um, but just, I mean, the, the fact that he passed away and when he passed away, like everybody brings up all his movies and um, obviously Goodfellas is like his iconic, iconic role. That's his the magnum, this is magnum opus of, of roles, if you will, as, as Henry Hill. Um, so many great moments from that movie. I wish we could play the, uh, you know, what, how am I funny yeah. scene. I actually had that as an asset to potentially play because it was Warner Brothers. They own the rights. We can't really play it. But anyway, that scene is just so iconic. And then there's a laugh that um, that Ray Liotta has. That's he's, he's I can't even I'm not even gonna try to do it. He's like, he's like eh. it's like it's like this high pitch. It's, it's so iconic. It though, is. Yeah. It's so Ray Liotta because he he's used it throughout different roles of his. Um, and I kind of, I, I tried checking some, like, what movies, he's been in a lot of movies. He's been in a lot of, a lot of B movies, a lot of action movies, um, gangster movies. He's often playing the bad guy in a lot of these movies, too. Um, some of my favorite roles of his, besides Goodfellas, um, I actually watched, I, this is embarrassing to admit, but I had not seen, until yesterday, I had not seen Field of Dreams. Mm -hmm. And I knew if I was going to come into this podcast and talk about Ray Liotta, I had to see Field of Dreams. Yeah. Saw Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. It's it's sappy. It's sentimental. It's basically about this farmer out in Iowa who builds a baseball field on his like corn, his corn farm or whatever. He like he bulldozes all the corn, makes a huge baseball diamond like regulation size because he's hearing like voices telling him to do it or whatever. Okay. And, and it's it's really it's like a fantasy kind of movie. And then all of a sudden, Ray Liotta he plays one of the 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 late old, the late great baseball players. I think it's like Shoeless Joe or something like that. And basically all these like these angels, like these like dead baseball players come to the field and they start playing on the field okay. and they start thanking, they thank you for, and he, he basically starts helping people fulfill their unfulfilled dreams mm -hmm. through this baseball diamond. And, and Ray Liotta is like one of the main characters in that. He's great in that movie. It's really good. Go check it out. Um, but also he was, I, I forgot that he was in Marriage Story. Remember that? He was in Marriage Story. He has a lot of roles. I'm he not does. sure people are aware of. He was in Grand Theft Auto. Do you know that? No, I did he not He was the know main that. character in Vice City. He voices him and it's, what? It's weird looking Whoa. back as I'm looking at his IMDb. I'm like, I played that game as a child. I did and not he's know just that. Like, he's he was the presence of it. It's crazy. Wow. That's yeah. that's another iconic role for him there too. Um, I, I I also recently saw Blow, which we'll talk about in a second with Johnny Depp, but he's in he's in Blow as mm -hmm. his father. Um, what else was he in? I mean, he, oh, be, The Place Beyond the Pines. Place Beyond the Pines. Love he, that movie. He plays that menacing that menacing cop, cop yeah. which, which was a totally fitting role for him because he is that menacing kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Um, also, but in contrast to that, because in that movie, super menacing, like this, like really omnipresent presence or whatever, uh, typical bad guy in that movie. But in the movie, um, killing them softly. Have you seen that? I have the Brad Pitt one. Yes. Amazing movie. He's in that one too. And yep. he, I feel bad for him in that movie. He gets his ass kicked. Yep. He get he, he's basically the patsy in that movie where like, there's like a, a heist that goes down and right in the beginning, there's like a card game, high stakes card game with like mafia people that he's running. These guys come in, they rob the place. He is suspected because he apparently had been involved in something like that before. And throughout the movie, you feel bad for him because even though he had nothing to do with this new heist happening, I guess the mob bosses felt that he did. They're like, he has, he's got to die. He's, he's just get, caught up in it. He's caught up in it. Yeah. There's a beating scene. He gets beat up and stuff. And then later, Brad Pitt goes and like, you know, shotguns him and stuff. It's pretty good, bad. But that was he was great in that movie too. So really, has, has his roles have ran the gamut from like, Kind of like a wuss, kind of like a simpy, wimpy kind of guy to like the ultimate mob boss and everything in between. 
Um, but yeah, he's got a storied career and it just, again, like the, the passing of him just, it, it was so shocking. And it also kind of served as a reality check that our most favorite actors, our, our, our most favorite actors, including the most iconic ones, De Niro's gonna die, Pacino's gonna die. When these guys die, it can happen any day. You know what I mean? They don't have to be 90 something or 80 something. They could die tomorrow and, and then they're gone. You know, like Ray Liotta is gone. You can be built like an ox like him and yes. 60 could be it. Because he know? looked like, you're right. Because like it, physically, he looked like he was in okay shape. He was still yeah, able to get around. Dude, yeah. but there's something, there's some, there seems to be something going on internally with his health that might have been happening that we just weren't aware of. Because I'm not aware of any public ailments that he was battling. But in any case, I guess the, the moral of the story of what I'm trying to say here is that Enjoy the actors while you can yep. and and go see their movies. And, you know, if this serves as an opportunity for people to go back and watch all of Ray Liotta's movies, I guess that's a good thing. But, yeah, just a hell of a career and just hell of a life for Ray. So, R.I.P. Ray. R.I.P. Ray. You mentioned, actually, a lot of the B movies that he's been in. Yeah. Are you aware of his cameo in B movie? No. He has oh, a wait, cameo the, in B movie. The Jerry movie. Seinfeld one? Yeah. No, I did not know that. He, he has a great cameo as himself in B movie, which what? premiered at Cannes, by the way. Fun little fact for oh, you. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, he he has it's one of the funniest so it, cameos. B movie's ever. an animated movie. So is he does he show up as animated Ray Liotta? Uh, yes. What? And it's every bit as funny as you'd imagine. That is it's incredible. Funny. Wow. So just another role right there. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that one. But uh anyway, so Ray Liotta, super sad. Um, and with that, we will move on to our final topic, which is what'd you see? What'd you think? Um, and this is where we're just recapping what we've seen right. throughout the week. Um, look, I look the, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case just wrapped literally today. Um, and Johnny Depp won. Okay. Like Amber Heard technically it technically she won sort of, she won like one part of her counterclaim. One argument, yeah. One little argument of her counterclaim. Right. But by and large, it was a Johnny Depp victory. He won, and the, the jury clearly decided that. He did not abuse Amber Heard, that she either was making all of it up or whatever, and that in this op-ed that she wrote, kind of painting herself as the DV victim, was false, and it was defamatory. She, and had, she had malicious intent. She had malicious intent, that's right. correct. So it, it, it was a resounding victory for Johnny Depp. He, he's, you know, she, she's supposed to pay him $10 million plus an extra $350,000, and I guess she's owed like $2 million from him, um, and it sort of nets out to like, he's owed like $8.3 million. Johnny Depp doesn't care about the money. He, he said that from the, the beginning. He doesn't care about the money. Um, he's, I don't think he's going to collect on Amber Heard. This is more about his reputation and, and kind of getting his name back. Can I be honest with you? And I, this is going to show my true colors. I, I'm so happy, to be honest with you. Like, I'm happy, dude. I, I, I know that sounds shitty because some people, some, I would argue a slim margin of society believes Amber Heard. And for those people, sorry, but like, I believe Johnny Depp, dude. I, I think he, I think she was making up a vast majority of her claims against him. And I'm just happy that it, it, it was proven in court, you know? Yeah, I don't think he has, you know, the cleanest slate out there. No, definitely not. But not I angel think, by any means. Yeah, but I think obviously the things she was saying were not true. Right. There's other things you can get him for, I'm sure. Yeah. Not the Druggy, things that she said, though. boozer, yeah. like whatever. But who's surprised by that? Nobody. No one's and he surprised owns a, by he it. he owns it. He owns it. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, he has said some nasty things to her and- he has sent some vile text messages, and sure, in their arguments, you know, people say things, hurtful things, but do you ever lay a hand on her? I don't think he did. Is it possible they're both bad people? Yeah. Yeah. But she might be the worst one. I agree. You know, it's I just agree. how it is. And with that, uh, w w leading up to this verdict, I, I've been watching a shit ton of uh, Johnny Depp movies, actually. I've been going back. I'm like, what is this? What's all the hype about? Let me remember. Let yeah. me remember. And I was reminded. I was reminded. Johnny Depp. Obviously, one of the biggest, biggest Hollywood stars out there still living today. He he's in that he's in that era of like leading men, like super, like you know, like Brad Pitt types or whatever. And um, I was going back. I went I went and watched Blow. Great, incredible, incredible. He plays George Young. 
I went back. I actually watched Sleepy Hollow because that's like a Tim Burton one. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to go see Edward Scissorhands this weekend because I, I I know I want to remind myself of how good that movie is. I haven't seen it in ages. But before I got to Edward Scissorhands, I was like, let me let me see Sleepy Hollow because that's kind of like a forgotten Johnny Depp movie. Sometimes right. I went back. It's it's great. And like he's it, got character. It, it's, it's got, got character. He's got mm-hmm. like he puts on the accent. He's you know he that's the thing. Like Johnny Depp like. Even though, like on the stand, he see, he seems like quite a character already as a human being. He has like a very interesting way of talking, like, like whatever. He speaks very in a, slow. Yeah, it sounds voice. like a, sounds like a poet or something yeah. like that. But he, if you go back and watch it, some of his movies, he he is a broad range of characters. He has range as an actor. Um, I don't think he's ever been nominated for any Academy Awards, but you don't need to, you don't need that to be a right. great actor. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just been brushing up on my Johnny Depp movies, and uh, I've I've been impressed. I saw Nightmare on Elm Street too recently, but that's like his first movie. Um, but yeah, it just reminded me that Johnny, I, I was Johnny Brasco. I saw Johnny Brasco recently too, and just reminded me that Johnny Depp is charismatic. I like Johnny Depp; he's a good actor. And on the issue on the on the question of whether he can make a comeback professionally, I don't really know the answer to that, to be honest with you, because like before before this verdict came in, um, he had already lost the UK trial, right? right. And after that, he was he was nixed from the Fantastic Beasts franchise. They claim that he was nixed from the Pirates franchise as well. They were, you know, they're still in talks to do the sixth one, but he has he had his agents testifying that the, the, those talks fell through in the wake of the UK trial and everything like that. So I don't know. Like to be honest with you, I don't think I really need to see Johnny Depp in another big studio film because that's right. what everyone's wondering: is he going to be back in a big studio film? He might or he might not. I, I would argue that he, the studios are not going to take him back, even though he's been seriously vindicated because I feel like they've already kind of made their decision. They, mm-hmm. they, they've made their decision and they they made, the decision was we're out on Johnny Depp, right? Like you're, we're out on Johnny Depp, he's out. And for them to kind of come back groveling, like, hey, take us back, it would look bad on them. Right. You know what I mean? And they would look pathetic. Yeah. And I think they know that. And they're like, you know what? We made a decision. We're going to stick by it. With that said, I think he's still going to make a lot of good movies especially now in maybe some independent movies. There's a King Louie movie that he's working on right now that's been getting shopped at Cannes. Um, but I think Johnny Depp will come back. He doesn't need studio movies. Johnny Depp doesn't need studios anymore. He's he, fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's did it already. Yeah. He did it. So we'll see. I'm, I'm happy about that. But that's what I've been watching. What have, what have you been watching? Um, I guess keeping up with our theme of Tom Cruise. Yeah. I watched a movie that I have a an impassioned hatred for after watching it. Interesting. Vanilla Sky. Oh, have you what? seen this movie? Okay, wow, you hate Vanilla Sky. Okay, so my whoa, girlfriend and I whoa, have a sh- yeah, whoa. we have this thing called. Wait, is this the, Red the first Flag time movies. you've seen it, or I've seen it three times now? Okay, so you recently and, watched it again. Yeah, I recently watched it again, and my my opinion of it has just it gets lower and lower every time. Seriously, it tries to be so many movies at once: the romantic subplot, the crazy girl, the like. There's some comedy aspects to it. There's the, the surreal elements to it. Right. And at the end of the day, it just falls into this really weird category of what the hell did I just watch? Okay. So this is a little bit of a confession. I have seen bits and pieces of Vanilla Sky, but uh, I don't know if you're aware, but Vanilla Sky is actually a remake of the, the Spanish movie that came before it. I did not know that. There's a Spanish original. It's uh, it's like maybe two or three years before Vanilla Sky came along. Um, it's The movie's called Abra, Abra Tu Ojos or Abra mm-hmm. Su Ojos or whatever. Basically, it's called Open Your Eyes. And it's the exact same story. It's it's literally carbon copy where the guy's like the rich, the rich, glamorous dude. He gets into this car accident with his crazy girlfriend, becomes deformed and disfigured. And then he's basically going through the rest of the movie, you know, living one reality. Then he's woken up in another reality. And he's like, he's going back and forth between realities. He doesn't know if he's crazy. He doesn't know what's going on. The Spanish version is the one I saw first. Like, this was like, I forgot. This was like, because Vanilla Sky came out in 01, I believe. I think so, yeah. It's like an early 2000s movie. And I saw Avra Tu Ojos or whatever. 
like a year or two before that. And I was really young at the time, but I remember being impressed and like freaked out. I was like, oh my God, that was super crazy. Mm -hmm. But then when Vanilla Sky came out, I don't know why I never got around to sitting down and watching it. I'm going to watch it now because now you're saying it's a red flag movie. It's long. It's so long. It's long. That's the biggest problem. I like a good, like a tight 90 minute movie. Really? And I feel ah. like, like I can take a long movie. I like, could do a two hour. I can do two like a long epic when it has that weight to it. Sure. But I feel like this doesn't have that weight that. And it's still super long. Doesn't feel like it should have that run time, that run time. Interesting. It's, it's unjustified. So it's it's a red flag movie for you because it's just too many things at once. Is, is the acting bad? Is it a combination of both? I think the acting is corny in a lot yeah, of yeah, scenes. Yeah, it's a corny, yeah, yeah. But I, I think I the issue is it tackles all these different like styles of filmmaking right. without, I guess, visually doing anything about it. There's some scenes that are really, really tense. It's not shot any different. It still has that perfectly lit kind oh, of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, there's something about the framing, the way it's shot. It doesn't adapt to the emotion of the So it's the very movie. generic is what you're saying. It's super generic. Which interesting. Because the story is so unique and it is so unique. interesting. Well, it's, that, not, it's actually not unique because they ripped it off. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's not unique, but it's creative. It's right, creative, it is creative. And I feel like it's a shame that visually it doesn't do anything to, elevate I guess, complement that. Yeah. Or I got gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I got to watch it. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of long run times, and you know what that reminds me of? I So a couple weeks ago, I was going on this big rant about Brad Pitt and how awesome, how awesome he is. He's still awesome. I, I kept watching Brad Pitt, old Brad Pitt movies. And speaking of long run times, have you ever seen Meet Joe Black? I hate that movie. What? <laughs> Dude, I loved it. You didn't like it? Meet, there's one scene where he has like a Jamaican accent that just, I die oh, every I, time I see but it. But the thing is that he's death, so he can he's adopt he, he can adopt different accents. Yeah, so he he's adapting personalities yeah, and looks yeah, yeah. and everything. And there's nothing against the movie. I like what it stands for, what it's trying to say. But I think there's there's certain scenes that take me out of a movie, oh, okay. and at that point you cannot pull me back in. I agree. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Right, right. right. Sometimes it, we just cross the line. It was line a little like jarring, but yeah. I, I I justified it because I'm like, well, he's deaf. He can adopt different accents. It looks it looks weird when Brad Pitt's doing it, obviously. But it, I love that movie. So yeah. okay, so we definitely have different tastes because like I'm, I feel like if I watch Vanilla Sky. I'm probably going to like it a lot. We'll come back here. We'll talk we'll about talk it. We'll talk about it some more. Um, but with that, I think that's a good time, yeah. a good place for us to wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Um, we are on Apple, Spotify, iHeart. Stream us wherever you get your, your podcast. And we're on, on YouTube as well, so check us out there. Um, and hopefully by next week, we'll all be back. We'll see. And if not, we'll just keep on rolling like we have been. Uh, but thank you guys, and we will check in with you guys next week. Take it easy.